Throws it into the end zone into a lot of traffic, and there's a pick on the other side. And coming back from the end zone is Holland, and Holland is at the midfield, and Holland is inside the 40, and Holland is inside the 20. Can you believe this? That is insanity. All right, Jake and Lorenzo back again. Jetsway podcast on just a stellar Thanksgiving weekend here after what we just witnessed on Friday. The Jets, in typical fashion, made a national embarrassment of themselves. Just another uh, stellar chapter in uh, the illustrious history of this franchise. It's just so happy being a fan of this team, really. Um, but still, it's the Jetsway podcast presented by our good friends, over at Underdog Fantasy, download the Underdog Fantasy app today, and new customers can get their first deposits fully matched up to $100 using promo code JETSWAY. Must be 18 years or older in New York, New Jersey, and present. Terms apply. Concern with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-877-HOPE-NY and visit www.ncpgambling.org. Bro, I have a lot to say today. Um, I'm sure you do, too. Uh, first of all, just how disgusted are you with this franchise currently? Oh, I'm I am down the dumps, bro. I mean, I I'm ready to just at this point just start start over and I guess try again. But the thing is that like, part of me wants to start over, and then the other part of me is like, what if we just get it even more wrong? Because we we keep saying, well, it you know it, it couldn't get worse than this, and then the Jets somehow find a way to make it look a lot worse than you know what what we pr- previously had to see, especially last year. So. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm stuck in the middle where I really just don't know. I'm at the point where with Tim Boyle starting, it's probably looking like a loss for the rest of the year. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers coming back to uh, to this team because it just makes no sense. The offensive line is absolutely brutal. Um, the offense in general is absolutely brutal. We, we're somehow a historically bad offense coming off of what we saw last year. And um, I put a lot of blame on that on the coaching staff, but also Joe Douglas because – Listen, man, you're putting the roster together, and it's looking worse. It's looking worse. So that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, look, we spend a lot of time, and I definitely want to get to Rodgers playing that that ridiculous idea. But uh, getting back to just the overall just stench of this franchise, we can get on Salah. We can get on Douglas. We can get on the quarterback, the players. But I'm going to take a shot here, and we haven't done this in a little bit. I'm going to start with Woody Johnson and the disgrace that that guy is. How do you continue – to put out this garbage of a product on the field as an owner. I mean, I heard yesterday Woody Johnson is like 165 and like 216 as an NFL owner. Like, what are you doing, Woody? And Woody has the – like, why would anybody want to spend their hard-earned money on jet season tickets? And even just – bro, we went to two games this year. I don't want to go back. Honestly, like, I even with Aaron Rodgers here next year, like, why, do, why does Woody Johnson – for the garbage that he continues to put on the field, right? Conti- I mean, dude, look at this franchise's history. It's nothing but terrible coaches, terrible quarterbacks, terrible everything, a terrible stadium. I'm sick and tired of it. I really am. Dude, we I mean, we, we look at all the Jet fans here, right? The ones that are really taking it up the rear end here are people like me and you, the people our age. Because let's be honest here, bro. I mean, look, we're, we're in our mid-20s here. The Jets have realistically, and, and honestly, from what we can remember – They've been to the playoffs like twice. I mean, we we can't remember oh five like oh six or you know anything early. What we remember is two thousand and nine and two thousand ten. That's probably like our earliest memories of being a Jet fan. So the Jet fans like us, the Jet fans like Donnie, Benny, Kaywood, Pat, 
Connie, all of them, we're the ones taking it right up the rear end from this owner. It's going to be 13 years without the playoffs. That is a national embarrassment. Look at all the professional sporting franchises out there. We're the worst one of them. It's not even a debate. It's not even a debate. Year after year after year, it's not even like we're bad. We're historically awful. This is just beyond all. We're going to be talking about how awful the Jets were for years upon years. We're the ones taking it, bro. Like all these older Jet fans, they got to see Parcells. They got to see another AFC championship game, right? Like they saw Super Bowl three, 1969, the older Jet fans. What the hell are we seeing? And this is all Woody. This is Woody Johnson, bro, continues to hire the wrong. I'm not calling Woody cheap. All right. I heard somebody on the fan yesterday call him like, well, I wouldn't say it's like the Wilpons. Woody spends the money, but he's just such a clueless buffoon that he spends in all the wrong places and he doesn't care. I mean, for instance, the guy went to go be the ambassador of the UK, right? For whatever, for the presidential administration. I don't even know what his real title was, but he hands the team over to his idiot brother, like not even to somebody that knows football. Right. Like nobody like you can't find anybody competent that has run a football operation to say, look, take care of this thing while I'm away. He somehow made it worse. Like we all thought like, oh, the Wicked Witch is dead. And it got way worse when Woody left with with his clueless brother. So I'm just so sick and tired of this guy. He looks like such an idiot with the stupid chain. It's embarrassing. We are a national disgrace. Thanks to Woody. And if you're a Jet season ticket holder, I'm not telling you what to do with your money. God bless you. But why the hell are you a season ticket holder of this pathetic franchise? No home playoff games. No one winning season in the last eight years. One winning season. Of course, we don't make the playoffs. There's never an expectation to win around here. For instance, the coach is coming back, apparently. I don't know if you saw that this morning. What what Ian Rappaport said. We're going to get into that just embarrassing report that that guy put out. There's really what is there to be positive about with this franchise? And it all starts with Woody. I am sick and tired of the garbage. Yeah, man. And and that's that's perfectly said. And you know what? Woody had the audacity to freaking, you know, uh, charge people even more money to come into this, <laughs> to come into the stadium. Oh, God. Ticket. So I don't know, man. It's like you said, bro. It's it's really a disgrace. Um, I, I'm sometimes I'm at a loss of words because, you know, we we, we went through the Adam Gase years and we thought, well, it can't get worse than this. And it then did. we finally we finally get some, you know, some sort of talent on the roster, you know, after that. And then it still becomes worse. We we had a better offense with Sam Donald and, and a bunch of guys who probably aren't even in the league anymore than than what we have right now. And that's that's um it's bad, man. And like you said, um, I guess even going back to the game, you know, we finally get a pick six. Oh, hey, we might be in this game. They decide to throw the Hail Mary and the guy takes it back a hundred yards. To, to end that like only, only only us only the jets could do something like that to <laughs> only the jets that's that's all i can say and um you know if you're if you're a true jet fans like 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 us um here like you said jake we haven't really seen much man it's been 2009 2010 and like i guess i'm we're still hanging on <laughs> hanging on for dear life with that one but it, it needs to get better i don't know how but it, it really does it's every year it somehow gets more embarrassing than the previous year. Like, here we are decorating for Christmas, getting excited for the holiday season, and the season's over. Again. A- again. It's like a yearly tradition like no other. Jet season's over by Thanksgiving. I mean, some most years it's over by Columbus Day. Um, but it really is just a joke. You think Woody Johnson would learn, right? You continue to hire defensive coaches. It's not working. Like, look at every successful franchise there was. Like, for instance, let me give you another horrific franchise that somehow found a way to get it right. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 
right? They keep getting it wrong, 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 wrong. They look into the quarterback, and I get it. Trevor Lawrence isn't exactly Peyton Manning or John Elway, like everybody said, but my God, he would be the best quarterback the Jets have ever had. So I don't want to hear Jet fans critique and have the audacity to say anything about Trevor Lawrence, right? They get it wrong with Urban Meyer, right? He was a complete clown. They pull the plug after a year. And what do they do? They go out there and get an offensive mind with proven success, won a Super Bowl, Doug Peterson. What do the Jets do? No, we're going to keep going back to the well of these defensive coordinators in an offensive-driven league. Why do we? Why is our offense always terrible? Gee, I don't know. It's the fact that these defensive coordinators aren't offensive-minded, and they bring in buffoons like Nathaniel Hackett to become be their offensive coordinator. Like, this is what we're talking about here. Like, no proven offensive mind is coming to coach with these defensive coordinators. It's, it's not going to work. So... I'm just sick and tired of it, bro. Like, they keep making the same mistakes over and over again, and Woody is just so clueless to pick up on it and actually go to where the league is going. So that's why it's not going to change. I mean, Sal's coming back here next year. He is. He should be fired. If it were up to me, he would have been fired. But He would have been fired at the end of last year if it were up to me. But he, dude, you can't tell me a worse head coach than Robert Sala right now in the NFL. The guy is 15 and 30 as a head coach. He is 4 and 20 after the bye week. He is 0 and 5 on short weeks. It doesn't get worse than that. It, Adam Gase isn't worse than that. He's not. This, Robert Sala might be, and actually I think he is, the worst coach the Jets have ever had in my lifetime. I'm pretty confident saying that. Adam Gase won 7-9 with a quote-unquote expansion-level roster. Sam Darnold threw for 19 touchdown passes in a year where he missed a month of the season where he had mono and was throwing to nothing but lawn chairs and furniture. And, he, and Zach Wilson has 21 touchdown passes in three years. It Explain to me how Robert Sala is not the worst coach we've ever had. Bro, I'm 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 all aboard, and it's crazy because like like you said, bro, we keep hiring the 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 same defensive minded head coach, and great, you know, the Jets have a great defense, but like that is not a recipe for success in the National Football League. And when was I'm not even gonna say when was the last time we have never developed a quarterback? Never. We have people are saying, oh well, you know, if if we get a top five pick or whatever, let's let's draft the quarterback for what? <laughs> I mean, yes, that sounds like a great plan, but. We've seen this movie before plenty of times. I know the ending. It's not going to end well. So I don't know, man. It's like you said, it's it's uh, we, we keep going back to the same thing. It's it feels like deja vu, if you will. And I guess Sal's going to get another chance because, you know, they're going to blame it on not having Aaron Rodgers. And, yeah, you know, not having Aaron Rodgers definitely impact the season a lot. But Aaron Rodgers behind this offensive line would not have held up, would yeah. not have held up. So, like one guy isn't going to save the franchise. And, and I know we had a lot of things to say about that, you know, during the off season, but we got to fix a lot of things on this offense. It's not just one guy. It's the entire system. It's the entire system. And and I don't know when Nathaniel Hackett talking about, well, the system works. It clearly does not. We are dead freaking last <laughs> dead last. Nathaniel dead Hackett last. might be the worst <laughs> offensive coordinator <laughs> like, in the history of the NFL. My God, my God, bro. And I, and I, and we had, you know, we felt this um, after seeing what he did in Denver last year. You know, we kind of bought into it because of the quarterback. But like, man, this is freaking terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. this is terrible to watch. We we could barely we could barely score touchdowns. We're like oh for our last five hundred on third downs. Like it's it's we can't even get a third and one. We can't even get a yard on third and one, bro. It's it's. God, it's it's so painfully bad. It's so painfully bad. You could predict it, right? I sit on my couch <laughs> and I go, okay, run up the middle. First down, two yards, or maybe a loss of two. Okay, toss play on the outside, pick up four yards. Okay, here comes a pass. Sack or an incompletion, that looks horrible. Yep, okay, that's our offense right there, and that's how predictable it is with Hackett, who honestly, 
you take Aaron Rodgers aside here. He is the worst coordinator I think that's yeah. ever coached in the NFL. I don't think there's any debate. Sean Payton, you deserve an apology. You were 1,000% <laughs> correct. My God. And Robert Sala watched that film last year, the Denver Broncos, and said, yep, you know what? That's the guy. I get it. He brought Aaron Rodgers in here. But Aaron Rodgers, you got to be a friend to Nathaniel Hackett. you got to tell him, listen, man, you've been through the ringer the last two years. Uh, we're good here. And you mentioned the Jets' offensive line and and how Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have lasted. You want to know what's even worse? Bringing Aaron Rodgers back three week, three months after tearing his Achilles tendon at 40 years old and putting him behind this offensive line. Can you tell me a dumber idea than that? If they do that and Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, I am going to be done. Done. Miles Garrett, second to last week of the year. He is going to break this guy in half. What are we doing here? You know what this reeks of? It's Woody Johnson saying, you know what? This is perfect. We get Rodgers back for a few games. We could sell the season tickets for next year. Look, everybody, Rodgers is healthy. He came back. Come to the games at the end of the year. Buy the season tickets for next year. I'm going to stick it up your ass again. Screw you. That's what I have to say. If they bring this guy back, that is a national embarrassment on a whole nother level, bro. I am going to be livid if they bring this guy back. And Aaron Rodgers, why do you even want to come back? Are you really that selfish? Of a, Really, though, that's what it is. Do you really want to just show everybody, look, I defied science. Look at me. Everybody says this. That's what it looks like. You know what? A real winner and a real competitor says, I'm not coming back to this. Call me next year. Lose every game. Get a top five pick. Go get me an offensive lineman. This offensive line stinks. You got me a 40-year-old left tackle playing. Are you kidding me? Go get one of these guys in the draft. Let's do it next year. Let's go get Devontae, and let's go win something. I mean, I get it. If they were in the, If they had a chance to make the playoffs, fine. I'm good with all of it. Fine. Go make the playoffs. We haven't been there in 13 years. Maybe we can go on around perfectly. God bless you. Um, Fine. But meaningless football? Are you freaking kidding me? Bro, I, 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 don't, I am hoping beyond hope that a doctor just does not clear this guy. And if he wants to participate in practice, okay, what the hell is he going to be doing at practice? Playing catch? Like, fine. Participate in practice. I still think that's a stupid idea. But still, it won't be as bad because, you know, you're not getting sacked in practice. I mean, honestly, though, with the way the Jets practice and they get injuries at practice, I mean, we got Michael Carter II that's probably going on the shelf because he got hurt during a walkthrough where it's supposed to be a light practice. And we have guys getting concussions in practice during, throughout the year. Lord knows what the hell is going to happen in practice. But still, uh, bro, uh, th this 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 can't happen. You, you cannot tell me that bringing – you cannot tell me one good thing that can come of Aaron Rodgers coming back to play football this year. Not one. Absolutely. Bro, I'm I'm like, I'm very, I'm scared of that possibility, but I'm just, you know, just looking at the, the offensive line play the past couple games, it just, it, I don't know what other people are, are seeing. Like what, what is the purpose of coming back? Like you said, for meaningless games and, and typical jets, I guarantee you will lose the next five or six games, whatever the case may be. And we, when we really need a loss to potentially get a top five pick, oh, we'll, we'll play the best football of the season that game i can almost guarantee it because it happens to us every single year when we when we when we were owing 13 whatever and we faced the rams who were a playoff team guess what we're gonna we're gonna play as hard as we possibly can to win this game for what for for quote-unquote culture i would rather trevor lawrence than some stupid freaking culture i don't care yeah i'm so i'm that's how that's how done i am bro and like we have max mitchell at right tackle bro and his film is so freaking bad. So yeah. bad at right tackle, bro. We have like undrafted free agent guys off the practice squad at starting starting games. Bro, just just take the rest of the season off. 
we tried, you know, whatever the case may be, love the effort, love the even will willingness to play, but like, come on, bro, let's be realistic. We're not going to the playoffs this year. And, and let's, let, let's just, you know, let's just have a reset. Let's just have a reset. Yeah. Just like next year. Look, this team could be good next year. Well, although I think a team with Robert Sala will ultimately fall short at the end, like with that, hopefully Aaron Rodgers healthy and you make the requisite changes on the offensive line. Like you would think that this team is going to be much improved next year if the defense stays what it is. But before we get on to the future and whatnot, because I do want to talk about uh, some more things that are kind of beyond the game. If I have to hear another player defending the coach who you love playing for because you can do whatever you want. I mean, that idiot Quentin Jefferson. Let me get another dumb personal foul penalty. It's the second time of the year where we've gotten a personal foul penalty on the first play of the game with Jermaine Johnson dating back to the Chiefs game. Remember that first play of the game? We bring down Pacheco for like a yard or two. Ah, you know what? Let me just go freaking, you know, hit helmet to helmet contact. Uh, an offensive lineman on the bottom of the ground. Yeah, I'm a real tough guy, Quentin Jefferson. I, I would have sat him for the rest of the game. What a disgrace that was, all right? It just the undisciplined nature of this team and franchise as a whole. Because, look, if we were a real franchise, none of this would be happening. You think Aaron Rodgers – dude, a real owner would say, uh, sir, we made a sizable investment in you, all right? You gave me four goddamn plays this year. You're going to take a seat, and then next year we can go win something substantial here, all right? You're going to sit down. All right, we're not doing this again next year where we're playing freaking Zach Wilson or some other schmuck backup quarterback because, I mean, look, we're not getting Brissett. We're not getting these guys. These guys want to go compete for a starting job. We're going to get like another run-of-the-mill backup here. I don't know what Jet fans are expecting, but still. And you still could have got Joshua Dobbs for nothing at the trade deadline. That's a whole nother argument. Still, if I'm Woody, I say, look, we're not doing this again next year. You're going to take a seat, and we are going to come back next year when we get this thing corrected. And, and look, that would be starting with firing the coach, but I guess the coach is coming back because there's no accountability in this, right? This isn't a real franchise, dude. This is a Mickey Mouse, uh, you know, Hollywood scripted, just flat out joke of a franchise. This isn't a real football franchise, dude. This is like a, a, a gimmick franchise, you know, like there's there's certain like Hollywood productions out there, like Hollywood studios, you know, like Warner Brothers, like, you know, this is like a freaking, you know, Johnny in his garage, let me make a low film type of franchise here like th this is a joke bro like this isn't real you know th this isn't like you know the illustrious steakhouse like this is like freaking you know white castle like nothing against white castle here but like th dude this is not like a, a desirable franchise where we are running an absolute clown show like on so many levels we're screwed we really are it, it, we need an act of god to come and save this franchise that's what we need bro like you said, man, I don't think Salah should be back. I don't even think I don't think this entire coaching staff, aside, sorry, offensive coaching staff and the head coach should be back. If if we have to see Nathaniel Hack, uh, Nathaniel Hackett run offense again, it's not gonna be good, bro. It's not gonna be good. And and going back to Aaron Rodgers, yes, he was you know the quote unquote savior, and and of course, like we loved having him here, all that good stuff. But like even the guys he brought over, bro are playing absolutely terrible football. Alan Lazard is a healthy and active after oh, signing God. a four-year, $44 million deal. That's that's another story. Um, Randall Cobb, you know, he's kind of been in and out. Uh, Billy Turner. <laughs> like, some of these God. guys, bro, oh, God. are not are, – I played some absolutely terrible football this year, and we we cannot have that happen again. If we get, uh, get Devontae Adams, wonderful. If he – if that even happens, you know, I'm not even going to put, you know, dream about that because one, he has to get traded. <laughs> um, so we'll see. But yeah, man, I don't even I don't even trust what what Aaron Rodgers is, is talking about in terms of bringing in bringing in some talent sometimes.
look, if I ran the team, I what I would do is if I were Woody, and I look, I have no faith in Woody ever doing the right thing. If I ran the team, I would beg Jim Harbaugh. I would say, Jim, what's it going to take? What's it going to take to for you to come and save this? It's similar to what Leon Hess did with Bill Parcells. I know I, I wasn't there to see it, and you weren't there to see it, but from what I've heard, it sounds pretty similar. Getting up there in age, maybe you want to win sometime in your life. What's it going to take? So I, that's what I would do first. Don't think Jim's coming here. Uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, Rogers said good things about him on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, you know what? You could say good things about somebody being a good coach, and that's accurate, but might not want him to be your coach. You know, like I could be saying like, wow, that, that girl's great out there. Like, you know, but I don't want her to be my girlfriend. You know, like that's see, like there are some parallels there. What I think realistically what Woody should do is, and this is from a realistic standpoint, I would fire Salah because he's horrible and you're not winning anything with him. I would go get Rick Bisaccia, uh, who uh, knows Rogers from the Green Bay Packers. Rogers has talked on him as a great leader. And we saw Bisaccia achieve things with the Raiders that Salah will never achieve. He went to the playoffs. He took all, I mean, dude, controversy after controversy. Bisaccia knows all about dysfunction in a franchise, right? With the whole John Gruden thing, Henry Ruggs. It was just distraction after distraction with the Raiders that year. So Bisaccia took him to the playoffs and took the Bengals that went to the Super Bowl to the wire. So I would go get Bisaccia. Who's just going to be, you know, a seat? He, I don't want to say seat. I'm so sick and tired of hearing that, but he'll he'll be a leader of the team. You know, he's not going to have like his imprint on the offense or the defense, but you know, he'll hold the team accountable. He will be a true leader. That's something Sal is not. You see him at these press conferences. The guy's stuttering. The guy's no answers for anything. The guy's done. Like he knows he should be a dead man walking, but who knows? I would get Pasaccia. I would keep Jeff Albrook to run the defense. I, look, you're not getting rid of Hackett. I get it. Hackett's brutal. And he should be fired. He should be he, absolutely but no no disagreement. But from a realistic standpoint, you're not going to be able to get rid of Hackett as long as Rodgers is here. And Rodgers is going to be here. All right. We're financially tied. We're not getting out of, of, of Rodgers. And look, as a fan, I want Rodgers here. All right. We did. We got all excited last offseason. We got four goddamn plays. No, 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 no. Like, we're not closing the book on Aaron Rodgers quite yet. And as far as Joe Douglas goes, and what I would do is also just getting back to the offensive side of the ball. I would not just make Hackett the de facto runner of the offense. Like I would go out there and get like, you know, I, I would find another offensive mind to be in there and and really run the offense. Just let Hackett be the offensive court, not even make Hackett the play caller. Like I would just find somebody. I don't know who it's going to be. Like, for instance, like I'll throw a few names out there like Jim Caldwell. He's, he's a senior assistant with uh, Carolina. He's a consultant. I don't know what the hell he's doing over there. I would go find him. Hell, I would even take Josh McCown to come around the offense next year. Not run it, but really be an innovative mind. Like I would find a new, fresher voice in the building to run the offense next year and just let Hackett just, you know, play darts and drink beer and do whatever the hell he does with Rodgers just to make him happy. Um, as far as Joe Douglas goes, look, I see a lot of fans getting on Joe Douglas, and and I'm not defending him here. He made some very big whiffs. He he whiffed on the quarterback historically. Um, Will McDonald clearly was not the correct pick, even though he has flashed a little bit. I think he could still be a pretty good player, but he just wasn't the correct pick. Uh, Michael Clemens is not looking like a, a true success. Max Mitchell, his day three work on the draft has not been great. Outside of Michael Carter, the second, I can't really Ashton Davis too, I guess, but he was a third round pick. Um, it, it hasn't been great after the first round or two with Joe Douglas. I get all that, but folks, we are not finding a competent, qualified general manager 
to come here and work with this owner. Number one, we're just, we're going to get another John Idzik or a Mike McCagden because you know, Woody doesn't know his hand from his butt and he's just going to hire another search firm uh, for his franchise. And I don't want that. I don't think you do either. Like I don't. So I would keep Douglas here because look, the general manager next year, it's, it's pointless to be the general manager because you know who the general manager is of the jets. It's Aaron Rodgers. I am not agreeing with this at all, but dude, it's going to be another off season of back the Ari. Maybe Adams, if he gets traded, I'm sure Aaron Jones is going to be here as our RB2 next year. He'll be done with the Packers. Valdez Scantling is a prototypical Jet. I'm sure he'll be out from the Chiefs. Rodgers loves that guy. It'll be just all Rodgers' friends and either Adams or like they'll go get like Mike Evans, who they were interested in. Like they are going to march. We This is what we signed up for, bro. We are marching to the beat of Aaron Rodgers. So fine, fire Douglas, but it. It doesn't matter who the GM is next year. Honestly, it's Aaron Rodgers running the team. It is. And this is what we said. And they're not drafting a quarterback either. I mean, the, the people talking about drafting a quarterback in the first round. I mean, folks, how clueless can you be? They put all their eggs into Aaron Rodgers and for winning big. Why are they drafting a quarterback? Why would you want? And if Salah's coming back here next year, why the hell would you want this coaching staff to have another young quarterback just to ruin? No, no, no. You, this is what you did with Rodgers. We're going down with it. All right. You you do not get to waste another pick on a quarterback next year. We're going to try and win next year. We're getting a piece in here to help us now. You punted on the draft pick last year with McDonald. You're finding a real solution up front or you're getting Marvin Harrison. Anything short of that, bro, I'm going to blow a gasket on this podcast. Yeah, bro. Like, and I definitely agree. Um, I guess it's a blessing and curse to have Aaron Rodgers um, sometimes because Granted, he's gonna bring in the guys that he knows and his people, but like that didn't work this year. And 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 it didn't. Like it's just plain and simple. Honestly, like it did not work this year. Um, and I mentioned names before Lazard, Hackett, you know, Billy Turner, all these guys. But um, yeah, ho- hopefully we're able to, you know, actually bring in some 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 better quality <laughs> um this next offseason, this next offseason. But um, I think of all the three guys between Joe Douglas, Hackett, and Salah, I would definitely lean more towards keeping uh, Joe Douglas. Yes, he has whiffed on um, some things, um, as do a lot of GMs, but I think he's brought in a lot of talent and, um, you know, with some of his draft picks. And But you know what, man? His signings, ha- his signings haven't been great either. So it's it's kind of hit or miss. Uh, we can go to Dalvin Cook, CJ Uzama, um, some other guys as well. But, you know, it, th- things need to be better. And um, like you said, I don't I, I do not want us to draft a quarterback. You know, granted, you want if you wanted him to sit with, uh, behind Rodgers for a year or two, that's wonderful. But who is develop who is develop developing him? It's it's yeah. it, it's not going to be solid. It's definitely not going to be Hackett. It, you know, the coaching is a big problem. I think yeah. just like the coaching itself is a major problem on this team. Yeah. Like what, what type of instruction and schooling are these guys getting? Like we can get it like we can get on Joe Douglas all the time. But at the same time, who's developing these guys, right? Who's executing what these players were signed to do, right? Like, who is in charge of all this? Robert Sala? He's he's clearly not capable. That's why it's so tough to get on Douglas, because I just think the coaching on this team is so bottom of the barrel, like you said. Yeah, but, I mean, Joe Douglas brought these guys in, you know? So it's kind of like, depends depends on how you look at it. I would say, though, that the the defensive players that we've drafted ha- have developed like you mentioned Ashton Davis uh Michael Carter the second was uh, a day three pick those are those are great picks no, I would say great picks but like those are guys that you can come in and develop raw talent athletic guys that you can come in but that's on the defensive side of the ball we need that on the other side <laughs> we yeah. need that so freaking bad bro like I don't like 
just thinking about the Jets teams that we've watched over the past, you know, just our lifetime. How many good offenses, like offenses that can go up and just score 30 on any day have we had? Maybe one or one. And I would say that was, you know, 2015 with with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. I don't remember. I don't remember too many too many good or great offenses. Yeah. Oh, eight with Favre was was pretty yeah. stellar. I mean, but we're going back. I mean, look, dude, we can get we can we can talk about the quarterbacks uh, and, the, and the offenses. You know, pre Favre, I would say. Like, I'm sorry, like I barely knew where babies came from at the time when when these offenses <laughs> might have been good or not. Like, this is how far back we're going. So I, I agree with you there. I I think. Also, just one of the biggest detriments to Joe Douglas, and I've seen this, and we even saw with Adam Gase and why that 2020 draft was so bad. I think Douglas defers so much to his coaching staff during these drafts and the players they bring in, right? Like, I I feel like that's wrong. You just need to bring in the best players, and a good coach will find a way to get the best out of them. Like, he just defers. I mean, dude, clearly Will McDonald was a Robert Sala pick this year. Robert Sala had a vision for him as a defensive mind. And I'm going to give Salah a compliment here, and and I think this is the only thing he does well as a coach. I think he's a good identifier of players that fit his defensive scheme. Like Quincy Williams, for instance, wasn't in the right scheme in Jacksonville. That was a guy they developed. Like Salah's good at identifying defensive talent, but I'm sorry, this is an offensive league, and we have the defense in place. It doesn't matter who the coach is next year on the defensive side of the ball. As much as we love Jeff Ulbrich and the job he's done this year, those players are going to be hooping regardless of who the coordinator is. Like no matter the scheme, like those guys are damn good players, bro. Like I honestly could argue the defense could be better in a three, four defense, right? We could utilize these corners that we have and we can get Quinn and Williams off the freaking end and play him as a defensive tackle. Like, dude, I would walk Rex back here to be the coach over Sala next year. I mean, the only time the jets have ever had any success or a true identity is with Rex Ryan and people can get on me all you want, but I'm sorry. Like, if it's that or Salah, I'm sorry. I would walk Rex back here from Bristol, Connecticut. So uh, that's what I think, though, Douglas. I mean, we saw Denzel Mims. That was an Adam Gase pick, right? Remember, Adam Gase wanted a receiver that can go above the rim. I guess that was Denzel Mims. You know, Will McDonald was a solid type of guy. You know, Sauce seems like a solid pick. I just and, – and you don't have an offensive mind in the building. And, bro, here's a great example. And I, I was listening to to our guy Beningo, who will, he, we will have him back on. Oh God, I can't wait to have him back on here uh, with, with the way things are going here. But we'll have Joe back on here. But I was listening to him on the fan yesterday, and very subtly, and I think you talked a lot about on the internet. Um, Joe was p- playing golf with Robert Solid. Obviously, they have a relationship. I don't, I, you know, who knows who knows how that's going nowadays with the way this team's been performing. But Joe obviously has a relationship with Coach Sala, and they were playing golf over the summertime, and, and Joe said to him, like, Coach, you should you should draft the Jackson Smith and Jigba at Ohio State. Like, we would be in much better shape with him and Garrett Wilson on the outside. And Sala, and basically, I'm going to, we'll have to talk to Joe about this a little bit more, but Sala basically told Joe, yeah, the guy stinks. He can't play, like, essentially. Like, he, they didn't want him. They, they had no interest in the guy. Like, that goes to show that you're leaning so much on your on your coaching staff when making these selections, when clear as day, this team needed another playmaker in a year where they had to win big, they had a veteran quarterback, they had question marks at the receiver position, and honestly, just at the time, like, and Jigba was the best player on the board. Like, I don't think there's any debate on that, and I'm not going to get on him for his numbers this year. He's the third receiver, and Geno Smith is is playing like Geno Smith again, very quietly. Nobody wants to talk about it in the NFL, so um, it's alarming. I think Joe needs to take more charge in these draft rooms, dude. I, I think I, I have to put some of the failures on just the incompetence of the coaching staff, both with identifying talent and also developing talent. Yeah, I definitely agree. And th- those are those are definitely great points. Listen, 
you know, we're the, the draft is very far, <laughs> far ahead, but we we need some offensive talent and 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 better better coaching in general. Um but yeah, man, I, I definitely agree. I think um I mean listen, Will McDonald could could still be a very good player. Like you said, he he he's flashed the past couple games, he doesn't really get too many snaps, but um he, he's made a couple couple nice plays, but um I don't know, man. We we need more. And and everybody knew it at the time. Offense, a, a receiver, or even a tight end, if you will, was was the pick was the pick this year in, in the first round. And uh, we did not get that. And um I think it's I think it's um I think it's coming to haunt us because um other than Garrett Wilson, you know, there there's not much that, that we're working with here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a great way to make this season even worse is Rogers coming back to play and getting hurt. Like, dude, like we should just be praying for losses. Like, dude, let's go into the tank. All right. Let's get let's get the third or the fourth pick of the draft. Um, we could debate all offseason if we should take Marvin Harrison, Joe Walt, Fashanu, whoever, um, whether that be a receiver or an offensive tackle. But instead, like, we're really going down this path here of of bringing back a 40-year-old man off an Achilles early uh, to play meaningless football. Like, only the Jets could be having that conference. Like, you think the Steelers would ever entertain that? Or the Packers? Or the Ravens? All the good franchise? You think the good, the, you think Belichick would ever do that? Like, you, you think the real calculated and smart organizations would even be entertaining this? No, like this is the type of gimmick that we're running here. And it's a huge, and, and like, I'm going to allude to what I said at the top, like, bro, it all goes back to Woody. This is the the clown show operation that this guy is, is running. And I'm sorry, bro, he does not deserve a dime of anybody's patronage until we see sustained winning. Really, it's the truth. Like, I need to see it to believe it. I'm done with the whole, oh, we won the offseason. We're going to do this this year. We're going to do that. No, no, no. I'm going to wait and see it from now on because it could all be over in the blink of an eye. Like we saw this year, four freaking plays into the year, only the jet franchise. Um, It's going on the tombstone Four plays. Yeah. (laughs) What a a disaster. It really is. It's a complete disaster. I I told myself I would not be going back to MetLife until I see (laughs) some, some, uh, some good offensive play. We went twice this year. I don't know how many touchdowns we saw, but we got smacked in both games. (laughs) So saw one. I will, I will, I will not be going back. I will yeah. not be going back until uh, until things are changed because those are long days and those are sad days because it's the same feeling walking in and the same feeling walking out, and um, I don't want that feeling anymore. So I will, I will watch the game from my couch and hope for the best. Could you imagine if you went to that Black Friday game? Uh, I, I wish, oh. oh my god, <laughs> good god, bro! But yeah, th- this is this is bad. This is bad, man. Like we should be sitting here. And, and I think playing Boyle is the right decision, man. If you really want to tank, that guy's not winning a game for you. That guy stinks. <laughs> oh, my God. How is he in the NFL? How Bro, is he I, in the NFL? I, we had this discussion, I think, earlier in the year. You were like, Boyle is Zach Wilson. I'm like, bro, I don't think either are great. <laughs> but like, Boyle's more tolerable. <laughs> with Boyle, the thing Honestly, is, though, yeah. with, the thing is with Boyle, I mean, I guess the only thing he does better than Zach is, like, set protection. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think well, I said Simeon from the very. If they would have played Simeon from the beginning. Who knows? Honestly, like honestly, I I think they would have another win. I would. I think so. I think they would have won the Raider game if they started Simeon. Um, but who really cares in the grand scheme of things? The fact that they're still not playing Simeon. I think they're not playing Simeon because they don't want to be shown how incompetent they are. Because if they somehow put that guy in there and they win a game, and everybody's gonna say, "Look how incompetent they are." They couldn't play this guy from the very beginning. Like he's not great, but. You know, he was the type of quarterback that might have kept this thing afloat. 
Um, but yeah, th- this is this is bad. This is bad. And, and just like we should be sitting here, bro, talking about the offseason, like, you know, like in typical fashion of this program, you know, hoping for losses, hoping for it to get as ugly as possible for the coach to get out of here. But no, instead, we need to sit here and hold our breath that the only chance we have of winning anything next year is going to come back and play after tearing Achilles three months ago behind the worst offensive line. I think my eyes have ever seen like who there's not one person in the building that says this is a bad idea. Like not one, not one, not one. Like how, if, how do you hold a job? If you do not sit there and freaking say, this is not happening. Like if you think this is a good idea, you need to be fired. You, you should not have a job in the NFL. Bro, and honestly, I mean, maybe this is a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but maybe there are people saying this is not a good idea. And Woody's like, no, he's gonna pl- he's he's gonna play if he's healthy, kind of kind of situation. So yeah, he he needs the seats uh, <laughs> filled. Like honestly, that's the only reason why this guy is gonna come back and play this year is because Woody wants people in the seats on Christmas Eve, and he wants pe- people to buy their season tickets for next year just to say, look, Rogers came back, guys, buy your tickets for next year. We're gonna stick it to you again. But earlier this time that I'm, I'm on. Uh, that's the honest to God. They gave people. So I, I have talked to a few jet season ticket holders. Um, They gave people so they, they were billing them in November. But if you really pitched a bitch in November, they gave you till January to renew. That's 100. That's 100 percent. The freaking reason why, bro. 100 100 percent. That's not even there's no other logical explanation for this guy coming back to play. Unless he's unless he's like saying like look I'm gonna retire next year and you can take that sixty million dollar cap hit um with you with with you know but still like I don't know I, I really I really don't know like if he says like look I'm retiring if I'm not coming back to play guys so uh which ones are gonna be here it's bad it, it re- there is nothing smart about this there's nothing and I'm gonna I, dude I'm gonna I will have a meltdown I've had a lot of meltdowns on here that will be a meltdown I might have to take this outside. For, for the freaking <laughs> zip code to here. Like, honestly, God, I, I I can't I can't do it anymore with this franchise, dude. They're, they're, it's like being a fan of this franchise. Like, I don't want to compare it to, like, you know, terminal illness or anything like that. It's a sickness, like, that you can't describe. It, ruin, it ruins my whole goddamn week, months, holidays. It ruins everything. It really does. It re- Like, I can't get excited about anything with this franchise. Really. Like, anything in life, for real. Like, it, it's that bad, and like when they, when you're just sitting there watching this disaster unfold, it's like it's like it's like time stops, it stands still, and it's just over and over. You're like you're really doing this again. God, it is a uh, it is a is a very toxic relationship to be. <laughs> it's toxic. Your, it's, yes, it's a toxic relationship between fans and, and the Jets because uh, we Perfect somehow life. we somehow try to buy ourselves in, into uh into hope and and winning and all this good stuff and the same we keep coming back keep coming back and the same things keep happening bro and this it's every every year and i think i'm just becoming numb to it where like i'm just gonna like try to make a try to make some jokes about it but oh my god bro some of these games are are freaking brutal it's that bad you can't you can't even laugh about it it's that bad (laughs) it's it's not even like we're just you know bad and sucking in peace like we're we are sucking very publicly like that couldn't have been a one o'clock game like that was a one o'clock game nobody would be talking about it right now like we have to do that in front of the whole freaking country good first black friday game that's all we'll talk about on black friday is the hell mary 
The that's failed- that's what you got, Woody. I'm so happy that that loser is not going to get the Black Friday. You think Amazon wants to put us on Black Friday? Woody's like, oh, we want to be the Black Friday team with our black uniforms. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, Never. I'm Bezos. Bezos, who should buy the team, by the way? Please buy the team. Um, but st- but still, Bezos should say, yeah, we're good, Woody. We're we're gonna put the <laughs> we're gonna put actual NFL teams on Black Friday. Like, yeah, go run along now. Like, let let you know, sit at the kids' table over there in the NFL. What a disaster. But yeah, that'll do it for uh, this week's edition of the Jets Way podcast. We'll talk to everybody later on in the week. Uh, we'll guess we'll talk about the Falcons game, get some more voices on here to talk about what a disaster of a franchise that we root for is. But yeah, we'll be here through it all, we think. Um, unless the expansion team comes here, then we have some things to talk about. But regardless, Jake and Lorenzo Jets Way podcast, please leave us that five star review. Follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, and we will talk to you on the next one. I'm not doing it anymore. There, there's the I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it until I see something. So everybody, have a great rest of your holiday, uh, whatever's left of it. And uh, yeah, take it easy.